Hello, fellow Diz nerds, and welcome to Couple of Diz Nerds Podcast. I am one part of the couple, and my name is Madeline. And I'm Timmy on the mic. <laughs> and together, we are a couple of Diz nerds. We are so happy to be back with our 11th episode. One, it's- one. It's crazy that we've done 11 episodes already, and we're so grateful and blessed to have you guys. We can't wait to keep this going, and 11 is a pretty big milestone because it's double digits. Well, the second one in double digits, It's like one more than 10. It is like one more than 10. And one less than 12. True. Um, But as always, guys, we love hearing your feedback, so please make sure that you're following us on our Instagram. It's at couple underscore of underscore Disnerds. So, with that being said, let's get into today's episode. So, of course, we all have our favorite Disney movies, but I think we all have our favorite Disney villains as well. And today, we are going to get all into... Disney villains and the best of the best. I mean, let's do it. I mean, we should do this tournament style. So the way that this is going to work is we're going to pit one villain against another. And then a winner will emerge from that. And they will move on in the tournament bracket. Yeah. So basically, as Tim said, we're going to have each villain battle a different villain. And then hopefully at the end of the tournament, we will be able to declare the best Disney villain. So, let's jump right in. I curated a list earlier, and we kind of put everybody into their brackets. I haven't heard the matchups yet, so it should come cold to me. Yes, I think it's going to be... I think the matchups are pretty good. I'm pretty excited. So, let's jump right in with our first matchup, which is Stinky Pete from Toy Story versus Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. So, let's start by asking if you know who both of those characters are. Obviously, I know who both those characters are. Okay, so let's clarify for anyone who doesn't. Stinky Pete is the bad guy in Toy Story 2. Uh, He is part of Jesse's Roundup. He's the one in the box. Yep, he's the one in the box. He has the cowboy hat. And he is trying to make it so that Jesse and um, Bullseye stay where they are. And Woody comes with them to Japan. Exactly, and Woody goes to, I believe it is Japan, yeah. Um, So he is a bit of a bad guy. And then Lady Tremaine is the evil stepmother in Cinderella. I mean, I feel like you're already framing this because you said Stinky Pete is a bit of a bad guy. I know who I would pick for this matchup. Me too. I would say the more evil character here is obviously Lady Tremaine. Stinky Pete. Okay. Uh, Lady Tremaine is significantly more evil than Stinky Pete. Nope. Stinky Pete at least came around at the end of the movie. Lady Tremaine was always mean. When did Stinky Pete come around at the end of the he movie? He was just afraid. He was afraid of, like, change and going to Japan. Lady Tremaine was just mean. She just didn't like Cinderella. Yeah, but what's worse than ripping a toy from the child that owns the toy? Being Stinky nasty Pete to your stepdaughter. To... Yeah, that's, like, inherent, you know? No. I think they all were jealous of Cinderella and made her life a, so miserable. So I I think Lady Tremaine on this one. Stinky Pete came around and his his evilness was out of fear. Lady Tremaine was just out of pure evil. Okay, I'll give you this one, but I get a token on the next one. Okay. So Lady Tremaine emerges as the winner. 
Our next matchup is the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland versus Yzma from Emperor's New Groove. Hmm. I know who I'm going to pick. I know who I'm going to pick, too. Queen of Hearts. Seriously? Yes. I'm picking Yzma. Why? She was so evil. What? She the Queen not... of Hearts wanted to rip everybody's head off. No. Yzma, like, really was out for her own motivations. Yeah, but she was motivated by clear goals. The Queen of Hearts was just crazy and evil to people. The Queen of Hearts was crazy. I guess I could give you this one, because I do think maybe at her core, Yzma had not good intentions, but was just trying to get what she wanted. I don't know that she was necessarily evil evil. Yeah, anytime that you can understand somebody's motives, I feel like it's easier to not be evil evil. Yeah, I agree. I would say you actually swayed me a little bit more to your side here because I do think that the Queen of Hearts was She more does evil for evil's sake. Evil. Yes, yeah. pure evil and really had terrible intentions. So, our next So I'm not I'm not using my token on that one. I just convinced you. Okay. <laughs> our next mashup is Maleficent and Prince Hans, who is from Frozen. Maleficent is from Sleeping Beauty. I have to go with Maleficent. I would agree. I feel like Male Maleficent is iconic. And again, it goes back to the Hans, you can understand his intentions. He was trying to, he was like the 16th son of some yeah, ruler and, I and he was trying like, to get land of his own. I feel like the plot line of Prince Hans was like, in some ways, minimal, even though I know... I know it wasn't minimal, minimal. I know it was a huge plot of the movie Frozen, but I don't feel like I, there was as much of a connection with Prince Hans as there was with Maleficent. And maybe that's because Maleficent has become very much the face of Disney villains, especially in more recent years. And really delicious ice cream cones. Agreed. But I would say she is just more of an icon in terms of Disney villains. So we both agree on that. Maleficent moves on then. Woohoo. Okay, the next one I think is going to be a little interesting because it's two villains that I would say are relatively uncommon in terms of when they're in terms of being talked about, but I think that they are awesome to talk about. So the first one is Hades from Hercules, and the other one is Shan Yu from Mulan. This has to be pretty easy, considering one is a deity of the underworld and like in evil incarnate. Yeah, I would agree. I think. Hades is definitely the clear pick here just because I think his motivation and his intentions were much more pure evil considering he is like the face of evilness um so I would say probably Hades would be my pick and he's another one that does evil for evil's sake yes agreed so I think we both pretty much agree on this one that it's Hades right Hades moves on so now we are going to go to the next bracket which I think is going to bring about pretty high emotions because it's two very well-known villains. It Are you sure about that? It is Gaston versus Ursula. I'm sorry, does Ursula have a song about how great she is? I was trying to think. I don't think so. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Spoiler alert, she doesn't. Well, she has, she does a little bit. She has poor unfortunate souls and she talks about what she does. Yeah, but... You know, nobody does things like Gaston. I guess that's true. I am very torn on this one. Torn? Gaston's a misogynist. But Ursula 
to me embodies evil like she I was she was the only villain as a kid that I was genuinely afraid of when she became like massive in that one scene in the ocean I was genuinely afraid didn't Gaston get saved by the beast and then try to kill him yeah point proven I don't know though Ursula to me has always just been evil like oh hello I I think I have to go with Ursula. I'll save my token on this one. I'll let you have Ursula, but I think you're wrong on that one. I agree that Gaston is evil. And I agree that he killed the beast and it was like a whole thing. He didn't kill the beast. Well, he wanted to, even after the beast saved him. But I just, to me, maybe it's my childhood brain coming in. Ursula in that one scene when she becomes massive, scary. Just scary. So, our next mashup, if you're good to move on from Gaston and Ursula. Let's go. It would be the evil queen from Snow White versus Scar, who is from Lion King. Has to be Scar. I agree with you. I think the evil queen is evil, for sure. But... I mean, it's in her name. Yes. But I think there's something about the betrayal factor with Scar that makes him more of that pure evil that we've been discussing. And here's my uh, reasoning why Scar is more evil. Not only did he betray the trust of his own family, but the most evil thing that he did was trick Simba into thinking that it was his fault. Oh, that's true. Like, the, the fratricide is one thing, but tricking your nephew into thinking that his dad's death is his fault and making him flee... Is the most evil thing. I agree. I I definitely think that movie... I don't know. It it does very much embody a hero, a hero versus a villain. And I think Scar really does portray, more so than most of the Disney characters, just a pure villain, to be honest. 100% agree. Uh, the next matchup Here's is... Here's what I was saving my token for. Zerg... And Jafar. Okay. Here's my thing. Lightyear's coming out in uh, June, right? Mm-hmm. Zerg is going to be featured in there. We want to future-proof this episode. Zerg, Zerg is more Zerg evil. Zerg is irrelevant. Wow. I'm sorry. He, I don't... Like, is he evil? Does he speak? I yes, don't know. Yes, he does. He does. Barely. And he's Buzz Lightyear's dad. Is he really? Yes, that's the in the second one. Oh wow, I I don't know how I missed that. But I'm I gonna go play catch with my dad, <laughs> and think about it. Zerg has been trying to destroy Buzz the entire time, even though father and son. How evil! I have to vote Jafar on this one because I think Jafar is a lot more evil. Oh, uh, I remember he tried to like swindle everybody, and he tried to like get. Like, capture Jasmine and... Oh, you know, he tried to do classic evil stuff. Yeah. Zerg, intergalactic evil. Because... Jafar? Because of your love for Zerg, I will give you this one. I'm cashing in my token I on know this you one. Are. I will give you Zerg. We will allow him to win, even though, truth be told, he does not in any way, shape, or form deserve... Oh, my God. You're so underselling him. So... Next, we will go to the bracket that, if I'm honest, I I don't love either of these villains. 
not to be wow. that person. But uh, we have Syndrome versus, uh, from The Incredibles versus Henry Waternoose. The third. Is, the third, who is from Monsters, Inc. Gotta be Henry Waternoose moves on, right? I would agree. I like Henry. Uh, I was not positive of who he actually was in the film, and then we actually looked up a picture, and I very quickly remembered his character. And I remember thinking he was really funny as a kid, and just a good villain, uh, again, with those evil intentions, that kind of thing. And Syndrome from The Incredibles is just irrelevant in my eyes. I don't really remember him being that much of a standout villain. Um, I think villains are a very unique role because I think they can really bring out passion within the audience of if there is a really good villain the audience will genuinely hate them and syndrome to me just did not bring about any kind of passion as a villain yeah i think his origin story is the most interesting part about him but other than that i tend to agree i don't remember him being particularly effective either he seems like easily defeatable yes i agree and again i like seeing those villains that you really feel passionately about how much you don't like them. I think that's what makes a, a great villain, in my opinion. So now we're moving on. So the winners of those matchups now versus each other. And then we will have one more round and then a final round. So we have Lady Tremaine versus the Queen of Hearts. Oh, this is tough. I'll let you go first on this one. I would again say Lady Tremaine. Again, I think evil horrible to her stepdaughter wanted cinderella to just be a failure and be alone uh queen of hearts is also very evil but i just don't i don't know i think lady tremaine is a little bit more so i know you're digging the whole evil stepmom vibe i still think the queen of hearts lobbing people's heads off taking total tyrannical power and beheading your own citizens what is it the french revolution no we won't stand for that that's more evil that's i'll give that to you I kind of forgot that she did a lot of those things, so I will give that to you. She has but a whole I, army of cards. To me, to me, I just think that Lady Tremaine is like a staple of Disney because Cinderella is a staple of Disney. Oh, yeah, but they don't call it Lady Tremaine's castle. No, but Lady Tremaine helped, again, it goes back to a good villain makes the story, and she helped make Cinderella's story. People wouldn't have been captivated if Cinderella came from, like, a wonderful home yeah, life with family. Yeah, but the Queen of Hearts her. decapitating her own citizens. I will give you the Queen of Hearts. I will give it to you. And my sister played the Queen of Hearts in our high school play, so. Oh, well, shout out to Elizabeth. So our next matchup is Maleficent versus Hades. Hmm. I'll Tough let you one. go first again. Again, I would say Maleficent, to be honest. Icon. Icon. Like Definitely a- Icon. You get ice cream cones. You don't get Hades ice cream cones. You don't. I'll, I'll give you this one. You gave me Queen of Hearts, I'll give you this one. I just think, to me, Maleficent is just, again, a staple of Disney villains. When I see the shirts with all the villains, she's the one in the center. I just, to me, she is the face of yeah. villains. Hades has kind of fallen into obscurity, too. I feel like just Hercules in general. I was going to say the same thing. Hercules in general is really not as popular of a movie as it once was. And since we're just rating these on random criteria, too... I'm going to factor that in as one of my big factors. Relevance. Yeah. I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. So, our next matchup is... Bum, 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 bum. I think these are the two biggest villains to me. Uh, it would be Ursula versus Scar. 
Definitely still Scar. Really? A hundred percent. I think Fratricide. Considering trying to get people's voices. Like, there's nothing more evil than that. Uh, how about killing your brother? Oh, what? Oh, no, I took my brother's voice. Or, oh, no, I killed my brother and blamed my nephew. And the worst part is he doesn't regret it. That's the other thing. It's so hard because, like I said, Ursula to me is and will always be evil in my mind. Like, as a kid, it was like, oh, my God, the giant octopus, like, woman. Like, that's fear. Yeah, and you know what I thought? If I had a brother and he threw me off a cliff, that's fear. (laughs) I would agree. I would... You you have convinced me successfully that Scar is more evil than Ursula. I, I agree with you now. There you go. Our next matchup is Zerg versus Henry Waternoose. Oh, see, I've put Zerg in a, a great spot now because I feel like he has to win this one. Yeah, because he's cruising through. I would say Zerg, obviously. Well, I mean, Henry Waternoose Third was stealing screams from children. Yeah, but again, it goes back to the better villain. Who brings out more emotion? Who brings out more of like, wow, I really don't like that character. And although Zerg is somewhat irrelevant in my mind, Henry Waternoose is also somewhat irrelevant. Yeah, he he only appears as the villain for like the last little bit of the movie. Yeah, so I would say Zerg because I think he, compared to Henry... I think he is more of a villain. Plus, if we're going on, like, identifiability, Zerg, Absolutely. 100%, is Absolutely. more identifiable. That's what I was going to say, too, is, like, Zerg is all over the parks. Zerg, ha- you know, he has his you own see... kind of, like, ride with, with Buzz. Like, it's, I would say Zerg. Yeah, and he's on my phone case. If you saw Zerg, <laughs> you know who Zerg is. Absolutely. So, now we are down to our last two. Semifinals. Semifinals. Uh, so whoever we each put in here will be in the finals. So we have the Queen of Hearts versus Maleficent. Ooh, that's a really tough matchup. And then we have Scar versus Zerg. So let's tackle the Queen of Hearts versus Maleficent first. I'll let you go first. I am Team Maleficent. I am Team Queen of Hearts. What is with you and the Queen of Hearts? You're like obsessed with She's her. Evil. She's evil. It's screaming all the but time. It's like maleficent is is capital e evil yeah and the queen of hearts is capital e capital v capital i capital l evil i disagree i think i think maleficent is an icon for villains i don't think like the queen of hearts i would put in the same category truthfully as like a zerg like they're evil they're recognizable but they're not really relevant to the plot there's like a couple scenes with them not relevant to the plot what are you talking about? They're not. I mean, I'll give you Maleficent, but... When that... was Zerg, just honestly, when was Zerg crucial to the plot of any of the Toy Stories? During the... When Rex couldn't beat <laughs> like, him in the beginning? Crucial. When Rex couldn't beat the video game against Zerg in the beginning? <laughs> Plus, we're future-proofing this because Lightyear is going to come out and I'm going to hedge my bets that Zerg's going to kill way more evil. Okay, well, so we're saying Maleficent for our first matchup. And then we have Scar versus Zerg. What do I you mean, think? so let's just take this category. Let's take out the evil and talk about visual design. Mm-hmm. Zerg communicates evilness. Are you really going to argue for Zerg? 
He just communicates evil. Because oh. now we're, I want to change the criteria up on relevance and visual design. And I think Zerg takes it in those categories. Did I handpick the categories just so that <laughs> Zerg could win? Yes. Okay. Do I actually think I... Scar is the more evil person? Also, yes. I, 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 it's a, it's odd to me that Zerg has made it this far in the tournament. And I now know why. But I have to, I have to pick Scar. Zerg is not, he's nothing. You know what? If you pick Scar, it's going to scar me forever. (laughs) I just think that if you're picking, again, the better villain, the one that brings about passion in the audience of, oh my gosh, I really don't like that character. They're so terrible. That is not Zerg. I bet you there are some people that don't even know the name of Zerg if you were to show them Zerg. 100% 100% that is I not actually, correct. No, I really would bet that. Because I mean, he's he's popular, but he's not relevant to the story. Don't they, like, drop him completely, like, his lo- his whole, like, storyline in Toy Story 2? No, he's in Toy Story 2. I don't think so. Yes, he is. 100%. See, this is why Zerg should move on. He's featured, but he there's no, like, storyline in- to him. Yes, there is. He what ends is up it? being Buzz Lightyear's dad. That's, That's Toy Story not 2. That's true. That is true. Oh my god. I can't. I'm Me and your dad voting. quote it all the time. I'm going to go play catch with my dad. I'm not voting for Zerg. I mean, I agree Scar is a more, more evil person, but I thought this was a visual design thing. It's not. You just made that up so that Zerg could continue to do well. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Okay, we're down to the finals now, and I think I'm a little bit surprised by who made it to the finals, but when I actually looked at these names, I was like, okay, they are kind of the faces of Disney villains in a lot of ways. We have Maleficent versus Scar. What are your initial thoughts? Scar has to take it. Really? Because if Zerg lost to the the non-winner of the tournament, <laughs> I'm going to be annoyed. It all circles back to Zerg. Zerg, 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 Zerg. Man, it's like you ever like know that person that loves like just an obscure like sports team. <laughs> that's like, me. Once it's just not really popular, that you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I hope I'm they make it to the Super Bowl, and you're like, really, like, okay, that is Tim with Zerg. I just like him a lot. I know. But it's, again, just somewhat irrelevant. I don't... I just... I love... I think you're the only person that is that passionate about Zerg. No, there's a, there's a huge Zerg community I out there. I don't think so. I think there's a whole lot of us that are passionate. But regardless to Zerg... Yeah, how are we in the finals where Zerg <laughs> didn't make it talking about Zerg? Because um, that's how evil Zerg is. People <laughs> talk about him. It is Maleficent versus Scar, and you are Team Scar, and I am obviously, what else is new, Team Maleficent. Wow. Okay, so how are we going to do a tiebreaker on this? I think we have to do, like, a rock, paper, scissors. No, we got to pick a category that we have to compare them what? on. Let's do it on best Disney pin. I stand by what I said. I've seen Maleficent Disney pins, and they're awesome. And I will also say that I would like to go on the category of which one is the most iconic. Meaning, when you see that villain... You immediately know who it is and what movie they are. Yeah, from. I think Scar's gonna lose in that category. I think the only thing that's more iconic is Zerg. But <laughs> we'll go with Maleficent. 
Okay, so our best of the best for Disney villains. The best villain, according to the couple of Disney Nerds podcast. Or the worst, I guess. Or the worst, but not, you know what we mean. The best villain, according to us, is Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Being an iconic dessert is more evil than killing your brother and convincing your nephew that he killed his dad. Just in case no one knows what we're referencing with the dessert thing, it's the Maleficent cone that is sold during the Halloween party at Magic Kingdom. We're not just randomly mentioning desserts, in case you missed our past episodes. So, our winner is Maleficent. I actually really agree with this. Do you agree with this, Tim? No, not at all. I think Zerg should have been at the end. But what can you do? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I really agree with this uh, decision. I think that this really is the face of Disney's villains. I also think that they did that whole live action film a couple years ago. I believe Angelina Jolie starred as Maleficent. And that kind of reinvigorated the audiences to Maleficent because obviously Sleeping Beauty is a much older film. Um, so yeah, I think this was a great choice and I think it was bound to be the winner. To be yeah, honest. I think this was a great tournament overall. Really terrible outcome. Sometimes you just <laughs> see top seeds get tackled by lions. Yeah, sometimes it's really just not fair, but I guess that's life in some ways, isn't it? That is life. <laughs> Tim, you know what time it is. It's time for Q&A. So, we absolutely love when you guys submit your questions to us, whether it's via Instagram, email, however you decide to communicate with us. We love seeing your questions, and we love being able to respond to them. So, we did get a couple of really good questions this week. Our first one, our first two technically, come from Juliana, and her first question is, rate all the Disney resorts you have stayed at from worst to best. I'm sorry, Juliana. That sounds like a whole episode right there. Oh, it does. Future request. I think that's a great idea. I was actually just getting ready in my head to rattle off the answer really quick, but I was like, man, I'm not going to really have time to actually give a description and an explanation as to why my ratings are what they are or my rankings are what they are. So I would agree. I think that's a future episode for sure. I think so as well. Maybe tournament style where we could put Zerg (gasps) in the bracket. No. Oh. No. There you go. (laughs) Her next question for us was thoughts on Universal. You know what? I'm sorry, who? Yeah, what? We don't know Universal. Universal what? I have a Universal TV remote. That's kind of convenient. <laughs> We're just kidding around. Uh, Universal theme park. I'll start by sharing my thoughts. I am not a huge fan of Universal. And it really doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I love Disney. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people think, oh, well, if you love Disney, you hate Universal. It's not that at all. Uh, I've been to Universal a couple times in my life. Um, twice when I was younger. And then once more recently, actually with Tim. And it's just not really a park that appeals to me. Uh, To me personally, I feel that the only thing Universal really has going for them is Harry Potter World. And if I'm honest, I am not a huge Harry Potter fan. I know that that's probably some of you are like turning this podcast off right now. But I like Harry Potter. I think it has a good plot. I think it has a great storyline. I'm just not a huge fan of it. And when I went to Universal, it really seemed like... 
everything at Universal was somewhat centered around this Harry Potter world, and for me, that just didn't do it. I will also say I think Universal has a ton of roller coasters, and I am not a huge roller coasters fan, so I didn't really feel like there were a lot of rides for me to ride, as compared to Disney, where there are the slow rides, the shows, the parades, there's a lot going on, even if you aren't a roller coasters fan. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I have a deep-seated hatred for the Harry Potter lore. <laughs> it's just inconsistent. If they have time travelers, why not just fix the whole plot with time travel? Sorry, Hermione. I mean, you don't need to use it just for class. And I know in the book, oh, Neville knocks over the cabinet with all of the time travel devices. But, like, oh, just how convenient. Like, really quick spoiler alert for Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Just uh, kidding. They do have more roller coasters. I'm not a particularly heavy roller coaster guy, too. I like more the theming, the history, and the story behind things. Yep. So I like to really go in deep in Disney history, and I find that really fascinating. Plus, they don't do pin trading at Universal, so... Yeah, I would also just say for me personally, I don't think Universal has as many wonderful IPs as Disney does. So Disney has a way of intertwining their IPs into the park in a relatively in a relatively seamless way whereas when you go to universal it feels like they just kind of vomited everything they own into the park of like hey here's some minions here's harry potter world here's this like whereas with disney i feel like they do a lot better of a job of actually making sure that the ips make sense right and what i mean by that is yes you have a frozen ride but it's in norway in epcot right so I just think that there are ways that it kind of just flows better at Disney World. Yeah. Whereas Universal, it's very much just like, we're Universal, this is what we own, here it is in a park. And even when they do, like, drastically different things in the park, like um, the Star Wars land in Hollywood Studios, Galaxy's Edge, they make you walk through that tunnel mm -hmm. that really, like, makes a hard transition between the areas to kind of bring you into that world. Whereas Absolutely. Universal, you're just, like, walking along... There's some Simpsons rides, then you're in the Dr. Seuss part of the park, then you're seeing the mummy, then you're seeing, you know, yeah, it's, Fast and Furious. It's just not, it's just not great theming. I've, I've never been a big Universal fan, and I, I continue to not be that big of a You could say fan. we're universally not fans of Universal. <laughs> Our next question comes from Angela, and her question is, what's the best way to rent DVC points? I am clueless. Rent DVC points. Uh... There's a site called DVC Rental Store or Dave's Vacation Rentals. Uh, both have tools that will help you figure out both how many points you need and where you can rent them and the cost of that. Yeah, and we don't get anything from referencing these two uh, websites. We're not, like, sponsored by them or anything like that. Although they, they just, do want to sponsor us. Um, they are just really great websites to use, but we do plan on kind of covering this topic quite a bit in our actual DVC episode. Gotta plug the DVC episode again. <laughs> uh, in our actual DVC episode where we kind of go over the points, the breakdown, where you can get them, what you, what you can get, how you can get them, and all of that. So be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, DVC Rental Store, Dave's Rental Vacation Club, both are wonderful, wonderful sites. So definitely check those out. Uh, and our last question comes from uh, Bugaloo, I believe is her is their username, and it states, which Disney villain did the wrong thing for the right reasons? This is a tough question. I'm going to kind of 
flip this because I couldn't necessarily, I mean, well, no. Let me answer this first. Which Disney villain did the wrong thing for the right reasons? Zerg. I would say Stinky Pete. I can see that. That makes... He, he did the wrong thing. He was trying to get Woody and kind of trap them and have them all go to Japan. And that was from a place, place of fear and a place of wanting them to be together and do well together. Um, not from a place of, like, evilness. So I think he did the wrong thing, but his intentions or his reasons were okay. He also... Uh had never experienced being played with before, so he didn't know what didn't it was like. He didn't know that joy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he was trying to protect all of them, I think. I would also throw Yzma in there. Now, let me explain. Cusco was trying to knock down his own cities to build himself giant palaces. He was deranged with power before Yzma tried to phase him out of power. And even then, she was successful because he realized the error of his ways. So she was trying to protect the people. I don't know if her intentions were that good. I don't think she was trying to protect the people, but I see your point. Of She did the wrong thing, but her reasons weren't, like, terrible. Right. I get that. Yeah, I would agree. I would say Yzma, Stinky Pete are good examples of that. Exactly. Uh, and Zerg. Zerg is just oh the bomb. I can't. He does everything right. Uh, For our weekly Instagram poll, I asked you guys on Instagram, have you ever been to Pandora World of Avatar? And 80% of you said yes, absolutely, but 20% of you said no and that you wouldn't want to go. Whoa. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, We have been to Pandora. We saw the land. Tim... We've been to both kinds of Pandora, the Disney Pandora Charm Store and Pandora (laughs) World of Avatar. Yes. Um, and we did, I believe it was Flight of Passage. Passage? And Navi, we've done both. Navi River Journey and okay. Flight of Passage. Yeah, I, I have to be honest with you, I'm not a huge Avatar fan. So Pandora was beautiful, but I have to be real in the sense of I think they spent way too much money and dedicated an entire land for a movie that d- did not have the staying power that they thought it would. But I think it fits in really well with the theme of Animal Kingdom. Does the it? nature preservation. Uh, that was the theme of the movie. I don't know, though. I feel like Pandora, the, the landscaping, the layout, all of the decor- decorations and decor is very different from Animal Kingdom. Okay. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not a huge Avatar fan, so maybe I can't speak on it that much. But Pandora, to me, I agreed with the 20% of you that were like, no, I've never been there, and I really don't have any interest. Yeah, Animal Kingdom is really suffering, too. It's like, I, if it was in, like, Magic Kingdom, you might go, I'm going to go visit that. But it's all yeah. the way in Animal Kingdom. Although it's that's got good that, park though. photo vibes. It does have, it has immaculate park photo vibes. Plug in our last episode. Yeah, go check it out if you haven't already. We talk about all of the parks and what their photo vibes are, as well as iconic photo spots. You know what time it is, man? Tell us. Let's do fun fact. Did you know that in Hollywood Studios, the Tower of Terror is that beige color? Because you can see the Tower of Terror from Epcot, and it needs to blend in with the Moroccan skyline. So if you actually see the Tower of Terror from there, it looks like it 
building in Morocco, and that's why it is the way it is. Oh, wow. You know, I hadn't, I, I actually had heard that. I didn't know that it was true, but now as I'm picturing the Tower of Terror in my mind, it does kind of look like it could blend in with Morocco. And that's why, because you can see it from Epcot. Interesting. That is really interesting. It's I did pretty not fun, that. right? That's really good planning on Disney's part, honestly. Yeah, and then they did the opposite with the Swan and Dolphin, where you can see those yeah, from you France. Can see them from and you're like, look at the Eiffel Tower with the giant fish behind it. So, <laughs> really good planning and then really poor planning. You cannot have it all. So, folks, we want to thank you for joining us and for listening to our 11th episode. We can't believe that we have had you guys listening for 11 episodes now it's such a dream come true to be able to do this podcast and to have people like you who listen to us talk about all things disney just a quick reminder to follow us on our instagram at couple underscore of underscore disnerds that is where we get most of our weekly questions we do our weekly poll all that kind of stuff and we post pretty much every day on that instagram account so Definitely check us out. That's a great way to kind of get more involved in the episode. And I think that's it. It was really cool to go over the best Disney villains. I think Maleficent is iconic and will forever be iconic. And I'm happy she won. Shout out to Angela and uh, Juliana for giving us new episode ideas. Yes, we can't wait to bring those to you. We are so excited. So with love and a little pixie dust, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>